I like to say hello and welcome you. Good day, that is my name. Come here and sit down. I'm so glad you even really truly came. We can even go and take a walk or something like that. How are you doing? I'm okay. Yeah. I I watched Jaws three for the first time today. Ooh, three D. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't in 3D. It was on my computer. You should have watched it in 3D because then the shark would have come right out of the screen at you. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's not a shark in that movie. (laughs) There's just a close-up of two jaws going rawr, (laughs) and then people die (laughs) pretty much. There is stock footage of a shark. Is there really? Mostly. And it's sped up to like an old silent movie. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's terrible. I haven't watched. I don't think I've ever watched that one. Nah, that's cool. Jo- uh, Dennis Quaid is in it. Yeah, I know. It's a weird. That's a weird. Like, <laughs> that's everything about that movie is weird. Yeah, it was really boring. <laughs> yeah, I watched it in halves. It takes place like in a, like a, w- Sea World. Yeah, it l- it's literally Sea World. Okay. It's the worst product placement ever. Oh. Come to Sea World, a shark will eat you. <laughs> oh. They they don't even like call it like Ocean World. They call no, it Sea World. No, it's Sea World, and Shamu is in it. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding you. That's nuts. And does Shamu kill the shark or something? No, uh, Shamu has a minor role, but they're <laughs> they're uh, <laughs> their star dolphins, uh, Cindy and Sandy, are also in it. Yeah, and the f- <laughs> there's there's a part where you think that Sandy might have gotten eaten by the shark. Uh-huh. And Cindy and Sandy are like super smart and they keep saving Dennis Quaid and his girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's a part at the end where they come up out of the water and they're like, Cindy, Cindy, and Cindy shows up. And they're like, Sandy, Sandy. And Sandy doesn't come. And oh, they're like, no. oh, no. Is Sandy okay? Sandy. And then Sandy bursts out of the water doing this pirouette and Leah Thompson cheers. Yeah. And the dolphins do this like heart shaped arc almost okay. and then freeze frame credits. Wow. Like a sitcom. Wow. That was great. That part that part of the movie was wonderful. I'm going to steal a tissue. So that's right. They do Jaws 1 and 2 are like the same cast and then Jaws 3 yes. they're like nothing. Nothing is the same, just a shark. Yeah, well, the 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 lead character is the son of the sheriff who oh. who has been a character in the past two movies as a as a kid and then as a teen. Right. So still kind of following him. Is that Dennis Quaid? That is Dennis Quaid. Okay. He plays Roy Scheider's son. Mm. And the timeline on those movies is bananas on how the kids grow up. Yeah. Because the first one came three years after. The second one came after the first one, three years. Okay. But somehow, even though the two kids were both like six and eight, uh-huh. one of them is still like eight. Yeah. And the, and other, the other one's, one's like, like 16. <laughs> <laughs> and this one is like four or five years later. Yeah. And both kids are adults. Yeah. Like with careers mm-hmm. and they're like mid-20s at least. Yeah. And I'm like, I guess Jaws 3 is set in the future. <laughs> yeah. It's a sci-fi movie. And then in the, the fourth one, the sons are, one of the sons is there. Um, I have not seen it yet, but I have heard that they're both there. And spoilers, one of them gets eaten. Yeah, well, he, right away. <laughs> like I'm pretty in the sure. first scene. And then um, Mario Van Peebles is there too. Yes. Doing and, and Michael Caine. Yeah, Mario Van Peebles has a uh, Jamaican accent. and it's Wonderful. You're going to love it. Okay. Oh, Michael Brody is played by Lance Guest. Oh. Who I know because he <laughs> he was Jamie Lee Curtis's love interest in Halloween 2. 
That's weird. And he has a name that makes him sound more famous than he is. Yeah, and also her husband is Christopher Guest, right? Yes. That's <sighs> creepy. I wonder if they're related. What? Ew. What if that's like his brother and she played his little... Oh. Interesting. Interesting. Anyway. All right, should we start? Has the podcast started yet? I don't know. I don't think so. I might... Did maybe the I'll music just, play yet? I don't. Th- I didn't hear it. <laughs> okay. All right. Hello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Cast Party. I'm Brennan. I'm Dave. And we talk about pop culture and stuff. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, like what's the point of this show? I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, this episode comes out on July 31st. And so you all know what that means. It's, it's Harry Potter's birthday. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know why that's one of the few like minute details of Harry Potter that has has always and will always stick with me. Yeah. But the second I was making the calendar, I was like, we got to do a Harry Potter. Episode. Yeah. Um, I I always thought his birthday was in August. You'd think, but it wasn't. You'd think. <laughs> why would one think that? I don't know. He's, I just got he's, the impression. He's a Gryffindor, and they're all Leos, pretty much. So. Oh, okay. Is that a thing? Well, no. Oh, you just made that up. Probably though. Okay. It, it kind of matches up, and their their logo is a lion, just like Leo. Right. Leo DiCaprio Le- is who I'm talking about. Oh, okay. He played all the parts. It did he? In his one-man show. Oh, my God. I'd pay uh, so much money. <laughs> he actually inspired J.K. Rowling oh to write God. the Harry Potter series. Oh, um, good stuff. Anyway, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> oh, oh, um, 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 so, you know... In the first Harry Potter movie, when Hagrid knocks down the door and is like, you're a wizard, Harry, on his birthday. Yeah. That part where we're on that, that island in the stormy sea. Yeah. That was in July. That that storm is just how England is, Oh, I yeah. Oh, no, it is. It's pretty terrible. I mean, actually, I don't know. I've been in, I've been in England in the spring, and it was nuts. Mm-hmm. I've actually, I went to England. I was in England on the 4th of July once. What? And, and you were like, sorry, guys. I know. They were not amused, but it was actually in the middle of a record heat wave, and they don't have air conditioning, so people were just dying? Yeah, that's nuts when that happens. Yeah. Like, buy air conditioners. Also, there's got to be a way to cool down if you're hot, other than air conditioning. Like, I guess go to Scotland? Yeah. Or They're like, higher up. be in water or... I don't know, run a cold bath. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. They, I think Ice? they just refrigeration. It's, it's like when it rains in California, and we're like, "What do we do with this?" Yeah, yeah. Um, I bet when it's hot, they're kind of like, "This has never happened to us." Yeah. We do. It's harder to move. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, like drink some cold water. I think that would do. That would get you through it. Well, but the thing is, the oh, British don't put like, ice in their water. Oh, silly British. They're just drinking hot tea and like, this hurts so much. (laughs) (laughs) This is so unpleasant. (laughs) But I don't want to be rude. (laughs) I don't want to upset anyone. Oops, I'm dead. (laughs) And their biscuits are just drying out their mouths. And then they just dry up like a sponge and that's how they die. That's awful. We opened a Harry Potter episode with talking about people dying. I think it was kind of racist too, (laughs) against the British. Yeah, Although... Who cares? Yeah. It's just white people. It's just white people. Their teeth are fine. <sighs> that stereotype is wrong. <laughs> anyway, what was your first experience with Harry Potter? Because I was much younger than you were when the books came out. Right. When did the books come out? The first book came out in 97. Okay. I did not read it then because I was three. <laughs> yeah, I was in college. 
I'm gonna double check. Or like, but yeah, either 97 or, or 99. I feel like it's 95. But anyway, I was either in high school or college, so I was too old for the books. I thought um, they were kids' books, and my first real experience with it was my stepdad, my late great stepfather, uh, Philippe Herder. Ooh. Uh, he was upset. He read the books and he loved them and he had all of them. Um, and he kept mentioning how great they were. Um, he would even call when he didn't like someone, he would call them muggles. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and it was 97. It was 97. Yes. Okay. Um, so he kind of had that floating around and I think I told this story on the last podcast, but I was, I couldn't sleep one night. And oh I, yeah! I grabbed a book and I said, "I'm going to read, and that'll make me sleepy because reading always puts me to bed." And then I read the entire Harry Potter. Uh, at, at, what is it? The Philosopher's Stone. Yeah, or, or Sorcerer's the Sorcerer's Stone. Stone. If you're a dumb American, yeah, who doesn't it was know Sorcerer's what Stone. Is. What I read. Um, uh-huh. But I, um, yeah, and I read it all in one night, and then I, and that was the that was where I jumped off from. But it was, I believe. The movie had already come out. This was like 2001. Okay, so it was definitely like securely a phenomenon. Yes, I think the the movie came out around Thanksgiving in 2001, I think, and that's right when I came home from Italy. Yes. And I think, I want to say that someone, maybe my ex-wife, uh, went and saw the movie and was like, oh my God, it's so cute. The kids are so adorable. And I was like, okay. And then <laughs> I, I was like, I kind of want to read the book before I see the movie. So I read it in one night cool yeah so did you see the movies in theaters or did you just kind of was it something that was important to you or did you just kind of like as they came just kind of i think i saw all of them in the theaters okay yeah did you did you go to any midnight releases for the books no no that's not for you no i went to like three or four of those they're great oh i should mention i was working at a summer camp as those books were hitting and whatever year the uh the Goblet of Fire came out. Uh, like, hold on. I just pulled up the page. Okay, but that year I was working at camp, and we two thousand two thousand yeah. So um, that summer it was like a huge deal, and at, it was so cool to me. You know, we um, the camp I worked at Stephen Kate's camp. Shout out, Ooh. LLC. They've now at the time that I was working there, it was one camp in the world, and now they're. Oh. Like franchised. It's crazy. Cool. Um, and I still, people I worked with back then still work like they're higher up. Whoa. But yeah. It's crazy. Climb the ladders. Mm-hmm. I'm, I assume there are also ladders at the camp because tree houses or something. Uh, like playgrounds. Yeah. yeah. So um, we had things like um, bingo and uh, I think we do like a raffle and things like that. And, and we'd give out prizes. And during the raffle um i remember we had the harry potter book up on the table as a prize and it wasn't one of the biggest prizes you know we we were like uh-huh. oh it's you know they all had kind of a range and you'd start with the smaller ones and go to the biggest prizes and it was like all right everybody you know this like is a big scooter or something crazy an ipod yeah no it wasn't that big but the kids were abs- like so excited to get the Harry Potter book Aww. that I think the next week we moved it up into like the big prizes. Oh, cool. So all these little kids are like screaming that they're, you know, like, oh, I hope I get that book. And we're like, um, you know, there's bookstore. Okay. <laughs> like, 
It's like, you know, books are lame, right? <laughs> yeah, no, it was more like, you could just go get it. It's not that big a deal. Um, and your parents would be happy to buy you a book. Um, and I remember people saying like, it's too short. <laughs> it <was> so <laughs> big. It was so long. But uh, yeah, I, I came along to Harry Potter a couple of years later. Okay. Or a year later, something like that. I actually probably came to it around the same time as you did. Mm-hmm. I think the first book that was released while I cared about it was also Goblet of Fire. Okay. Because I was too young to read it when it first came out. Yeah. And I remember a couple of years after that, dad tried to like get me into it and mm-hmm. we read the first chapter and I was like, it's just talking about mail and cats and stuff. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And I'd kind of resisted it because I need to come to things on my own terms. Mm-hmm. But then probably a year later I did. And I was like, I was a fool. These yeah. are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, yeah, I've seen all the movies and theaters. I saw the last one actually with Kyla, who was in our mm-hmm. drama department. Yeah. Um, like at the midnight showing and it was all crazy and everything. And mm-hmm. it was really fun. That's awesome. I had, I still have so many Harry Potter board games stuffed in my closet. Oh, really? Like various tie-in merchandise. There's funny. I have a trivia game. There's Mm -hmm. a Harry Potter chess game where they're shaped like the little things. Mm -hmm. Um, There's this one insanely intricate like tower that you have to build out of all these cardboard pieces and half of them are missing at this point. And that movie, that game was crazy. Yeah. And then there's like, Harry Potter version of Clue. But oh, wow. I don't think anybody dies. Yeah. And it's not it's not Clue branded. It's just like the same principle and you have to like guess the cards and you have to yeah. guess like why someone got detention or something. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Like what spell they did and where and like on what or something. Okay. That's just funny cuz like I remember I was in a I mean right after that a couple of years after that I was doing a um I was getting my credential for teaching. And one of the other people in the program was talking about like how great it is that Harry Potter is like getting kids reading again. And this guy who easily one of my least favorite people I've ever been around. And I had like every class with him. Uh huh. Um, he went on this thing about like, isn't Harry Potter everything that's wrong with the world? Like it's commercial and market. It's all about marketing uh. and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what no kids are reading like that's all that matters and he was he was really pretentious i'll never i'll never forgive a professor i had for like that guy was like oh here's the project i'm going to do with my kids and it was something you could never get approved they were going to like go i don't remember it was like go live with homeless people or something great yeah like something you could never do and then my project is something i still do to this day the professor liked his project and was like oh that's really cool and mine he was like that won't work and I still do it in school. Like <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's been 15 years and it still works. Uh, but uh, I mean, they're not like living with homeless people or like picking up syringes off the street yeah, or something. I can't but. remember what it was, but it was something nuts. And it was like, go, it was either like they were going to be going on field trips every day or it was something where you couldn't, it was just like, wow, that's a really great idea, but no school would ever approve it. Yeah. Versus mine. And it was just the, the professor. I was, doing it based on a book that the professor also taught and he was like you can't do it that way because that wasn't his way oh of course "Mm, you're so open-minded 
I had a I had a screenwriting professor who was like that. Yeah. He was like, you can only write things in my way and yeah. like by my parameters of what a plot can be. And it's like, you're supposed to be this creative discipline. Yeah. And he was like, you have to write about real things. You can't write about like aliens or ghosts or oh, fun criminals even. He was like, just write about people like being sad. And like, I'm not going to do that. Oh, wow. That's awful. I do all know what script I submitted to him. Yeah. It was, oh, it was terrible. I yeah. wrote it in like a day because I had an actual short film that I was shooting and I was like, I don't have time for this fake script. Yeah. In this class that I've been in twice because the second tier of that class is the same professor and it was the same curriculum. Oh, cool. So I was like, I don't care about this. Nice. I, um, but anyway, it was about um, a not too distant future where there are like uh, monkeys that yeah. talk. And they're not allowed. Sounds familiar. Well, well, not. <laughs> it was yeah, it was a little Planet of the Apes. Yeah. But they were just like citizens. Mm -hmm. But they weren't allowed to use the same bathrooms oh, as the people. Look at you. And it was kind of like a segregation thing. An allegory. Yeah. And um, I remember in big block letters he was like, "Monkey bathrooms are not suitable material for his script," and I was like, "Well." I still got an A in that class, so I don't care. Can we change the name of our podcast to Monkey Bathrooms? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'll be part of the title for this episode. Oh, I love that he wrote that he was like angry. Monkey he bathrooms was really were inappropriate. It was underlined. And oh, what a jerk. Also, he was so forgetful. Yeah. That. The, oh, sorry, I'm going to like eliminate my degree on this podcast if anyone listens. Um,. But for the second script I had to submit in that class, mm -hmm. I just submitted my script from the semester before. Oh, nice. That, first of all, he had never returned, so I never got his notes on it. Yeah. So I was like, I do want to know what he says. And also, he just did not notice <laughs> that it was the <laughs> exact same one. <laughs> That's funny. What was his name? I'm not going to say Damn. that. <laughs> but look, look, I was a great student, yeah. but that class was a waste of my time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Tangents are going to kind of be what this show is about, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm not mad about it. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Do you know your Hogwarts house? I've never taken a quiz okay. on that. No. What do you think it is? Oh. There's a Gryffindors. Yeah. They're all brave and dumb. No. They're, they're foolhardy. That is not true. They're very brave. Look, everyone's Hermione is a Gryffindor. Well, because she's... Okay. Harry Potter's an idiot, though. No, he's not. It kind of is. What are you doing? No, he rushes into danger without thinking about it. That is true. He's he's okay. He's not. He is foolhardy. Not all of them are. Yeah. The Ravenclaws are the smart ones. Um, the Slytherins are the evil ones. The Hufflepuffs are the other ones. I'm probably a Hufflepuff. I, I don't. Actually, I don't know what it is, but I am one. No. Uh, here's my here's my whichever one story. is like I'm, you're a really good friend that would be me. yeah the ones that are loyal they're mm -hmm. good at finding things yeah 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 that's hufflepuff yeah that's me and i took the official pottermore quiz okay and i am also a hufflepuff nice and i was very disappointed when yeah. i first found that out what did you want to be don't say slytherin no i have i don't rant about that yeah me but too. um everyone wants to be gryffindor yeah but i'd be cool being a ravenclaw um yeah i always felt like she created two houses like she was like gryffindor and slytherin uh-huh i should have two others we'll do gryffindor light and slytherin light that's how i felt about hufflepuff the is like, uh, the hufflepuff is like gryffindor light 
you know like uh-huh. they're like sort of brave kind it's of like nice. the scenic route towards bravery yeah and then ravenclaw it's like they're the same they're like clever but they're not evil but yeah but like they're you know ravenclaw uh-huh like, you know and hufflepuff like <laughs> yeah hufflepuff is so uh well they're what a, they're what a dopey name <laughs> No, there's actually, there's a really hilarious video that I'm sure is like 10 years old at this point on yeah. YouTube. And it's supposed to be this like a uh, promo video for the Hogwarts houses where it's like, I'm a Gryffindor. I'm brave. Oh, that's awesome. I'm a Slytherin. I'm cunning and uh-huh. ambitious, which is the nice words they use. And like, I'm a Ravenclaw. I'm intelligent. It's like, I'm a Hufflepuff. I saw a bird. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just really funny. That's totally how I feel about them in the books. They're not... Ne- there's no one from Hufflepuff that you get interest intro, introduced to other than it's Cedric Diggory. Cedric right? Diggory, yeah. And that's it. And then everybody else is either Slytherin or Gryffindor with a couple Ravenclaws thrown in. Mm-hmm. No, this is the thing. This is my path to Hufflepuff pride. Okay. I was researching who is a Hufflepuff Yeah. after I was dealt this death blow by Pottermore, <laughs> the sorting hat. Um, there was a list of famous Hufflepuffs. Okay. Cedric Diggory was number one. Yep. Number two is a Newt Scamander, who's oh, yeah, 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 Eddie yeah. Redmayne from Fantastic Beasts. Yes, I actually really liked that movie. That movie was fun. Yeah. It's Famous a, Hufflepuffs. Yeah. Cedric Diggory. Cedric Diggory. Uh, Newt Scamander. Yeah. And then, you know, you get through some of the historical ones that are part of the larger universe, mm-hmm. like Snorlax, Blunderbuss, or like Lucretia Mouthwash, or whatever their names are. <laughs> those were, I thought those were real for a second. It could have been. That was good stuff. Thank you. <laughs> um, but then um, it just says. Stebbins. That's all it says. And I'm like, who is Stebbins? Stebbins. And so I, I was scrolling through this with Sergio mm-hmm. and we started cracking up because we're like, this is what this is what being Hufflepuff means to yeah. me. Is that I am Stebbins. No Wikipedia page, just the name Stebbins with no context. <laughs> oh my god. So we looked it up on like there's like a Harry Potter lexicon webpage that's right. just truly insane. Of course. Like really detailed. Like the weatherman from page six on the TV news in the first book is a character listed in it. Oh, wow. So found out this is, mind you, like the third most famous Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. And he's someone that Professor Snape caught making out with a Ravenclaw in a bush at the Yule Ball. He was like, Stebbins, Fawcett, get out of there. And they oh run away. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But so first of all, that's Not really even- sad. Also, not a first name. It's his last name. Right. So, like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no first name given, ever. Nope. Just Stebbins. Nope. And that's it's just such a hilarious name, and it's even sadder to find out how small of a character yeah. he is. So, that's what we have to work with. Okay. But, like, Hufflepuffs are nice or whatever. Yeah. Neville but, definitely could have been one. Yeah. That's the thing. When everybody's like, well, no, Griffin, Gryffindors are this way. Well, everyone Harry meets is a Gryffindor, pretty much. In like the first book, you know, it's they're all Gryffindors. Everybody, all the main characters are Gryffindors, and they're all very different. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know how consistent that was. I think she just wanted to set it up as like, there's the bad house, and there's the really good house, uh-huh. and then there's the ones in the middle, the extra characters. Yeah. Like, and then now that the books are twenty years old. We're doing this whole like n- no no. There's all this depth to these houses. Yeah, it's oh, like, whoa, whoa. no, there isn't. Anyway, wait. What about the rant about Slytherin? Okay, because I think I have the same one. Is it that 
everyone's like everyone who's emo in high school is like yes oh the slytherins are just misunderstood no you know ambitious and cunning are the nice words i'm gonna use mm-hmm. and not like oh the slytherins are straight up nazis yeah and that's what jk rowling wrote them to be yes they were yes it's a yes like <laughs> look yeah draco's a wimp and that's his character depth yeah and he doesn't want to do all the things that he's doing yeah. but he's still doing them and he still is like kind of into it oh he's into it in yeah the first like five or six books it's towards the end where they're really pushing him to like once he gets the whatever the dark mark on his arm or uh-huh. whatever that is that's when he yeah. starts kind of backing off yeah once they're pushing him to be worse than like any human being yeah. should have the capacity to be that's not the standard by which I want to judge my friends. Yeah, he's a total jerk. The rest of the time, he's awful to everyone. He's uh-huh. neat. I mean, like, he's not a good person. You can't say, like, oh, no, Slytherins, uh, uh, they're not bad. They are bad. They're the ones that leave when there's the Battle of Hogwarts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, th- these books are very fun, mm-hmm. and I love them with all my heart. But there's not a lot of, like, nuance to them. They're kids' books. Right. And so, they're great. Well, there there's a fair amount of nuance. I mean, look as as the books, yeah, go on, yeah. But like, uh, there's not that much depth. But there's not that much. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. I know um, what I mean. But there's just not like that many love. people are a- are adding stuff to it, and then she comes out and is like, "Well, yeah, she like writes a thing uh-huh. on Pottermore or whatever," and everybody's like, "Oh, see, I was right." But yeah, there, somebody wrote Slytherin on the drama couch one time. Oh my god! And I was so mad. Yeah, just I like, was like, why are you writing that? Why, first of all, write, Why are you writing on something that isn't yours? I don't. I never understand that. And then, second of all, why would you write Slytherin? That's terrible. Like, but but the because I don't I don't think that people get, although it's super obvious the what the allegory or the parable or whatever it is there where it's. We're clearly looking at people that want to cleanse their race, you know. Yeah, it's they're they're the Nazis straight up, like you said. And so to be like Slytherin, I'm writing Slytherin. I'm Slytherin. You're like, uh, are you a Nazi sympathizer? Like, you unwittingly are are and they're like, they're not the bad guys. And I'm like, read the books. Yeah, what? everybody that does something bad is related to Slytherin. Yes, every that's kid, the that's whole a bad point. Kid. That's yeah. the place where they put the evil kids. <laughs> and. I'm just saying, with the with the exception of that one character, which will spoil. Who cares? Everyone knows what's going on. With the yeah. exception of Snape, right? Um, the Slytherins are bad. Right. Like the bad guys are bad, and there's mm. not a lot of depth to why they're bad yeah. necessarily. They are bad because they are bad. Their parents were bad. They're bad. Yeah. It's just a thing, and <laughs> it's yeah. So we agree. It's yeah. so frustrating that people want to identify with that because they want to be like cool and different. Yeah. And, and okay. So not only is it that, but they're also like the rich country club a-holes as well. Yeah, They're, they're like the villains from like a, a summer camp movie. Yeah. Or are we totally. going to talk about what had American summer now? Yeah, <laughs> um, they are. They're camp, whatever that place was. Yeah. They're rich camp across the lake. Yeah. It's they're that. The, it, they're in the, all those movies like slobs versus snobs. They're yeah. the snobs. They are the snobs. They're the <sighs> mean teens from Caddyshack or whatever. Yeah, it's so weird that people. Ah, I can't even deal. I yeah. can't deal with the fact that people like, are like, no, oh, there's more to it. Not at all. No, not at all. She didn't put more to it because good versus evil. Yeah, it's like it's a book. It's a book about love versus hate. Yeah, it's it's really not <laughs> a bad thing that there's not more depth to them, but there just yeah. isn't. 
Yeah. It's just a fact. Yeah. Anyway, Slytherins are terrible, and I'm sorry <laughs> if you identify with them. Feel yeah. free to yeah. tweet at us, because we want to hear from tweets anyway. Yeah. So, that's fun. Have have fun being a Nazi sympathizer. Yeah. In a well, kid's book. While we're being mad at stuff, yeah. Quidditch is really boring. <laughs> is it? I Well, I'm not a sports guy. Yeah. But also, the fact that the snitch is worth 150 points and ends the game, where it's like, why is any of the other stuff even there? It's so weird. It, the the rules have never made sense. No, it's just because she's not a game theorist. Yeah. And that's fine. She yeah. made a whole beautiful magical world. Right. But I don't have to watch them play this sport every single time. Yeah. Well, I always enjoyed it in the books, but in the movies I always felt like... I mean, they cut it out in most of the movies. I, I kind of wish they had left the Weasley is our king stuff in, but there was no oh, way yeah. to do that. Um. But uh, when it comes to, I mean, yeah, that, that rule that it's worth, because each goal is worth like 10 points. Yeah, something like that. So I think the idea is like if the other team is just killing you and it's 300 to nothing, and then you don't want to find the snitch because you'll end the game and you'll lose 300 to 150. Yeah, but <laughs> but that's such a large margin. Yeah. How could, how could, yeah. It's too, it's too, it's like, it should be like 20 or something. Whatever. Anyway. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, There's a lot of things to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me see. What else do I have? How do you feel about the second book? The Chamber of Secrets? Mm Mm-hmm. Actually, I made up a little ranking of all the books. Okay. And it has landed at number five out of seven for me. Okay. It's not my least favorite. I don't, I don't know. Do you dislike it? For me, it's. Like what made okay, so the first one now I'm like trying to put it in context, but the first one i I felt like, oh, it's like kind of like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, like there's uh-huh. this I mean it was very I remember I had told you I was reading Lord of the Rings right around the same time, yes, um so the you know there's this like dark being that came to power and uh-huh. then went away, but didn't really die. It's kind of out there floating. Yeah, just like in Lord of the Rings. Um, But then that second book, I remember being like, this is exactly the same as the first book. Oh. Like so much was the same. And I felt like it got better as the series went on because like Horcruxes came back. That diary came Uh back to mean something. And like even in the last book, they had to go down and find the – Right? Don't they find the basilisk tooth or something? Yeah, in I the think. last one. Yeah. Like stuff like that was cool. It paid off, but that I remember being like, Oh, this is the formula. So, oh, it feels like like a monster of the week like X Files episode. Yeah, or season. Well, I, did you ever read um series of unfortunate events? I did. Okay. D- I I ruined those books for myself. I mean, granted, I was too old to be reading them. I was yeah. Reading them I mean, around, they are like, plugged very much into a formula. Yeah, it's a it's a formula, and it's clever, and I love the way that that it's written. But I was like, okay, well, it's just going to keep happening this way. Uh huh. And that's what I thought Harry Potter was going to be. That there was going to be like, it's Snape, it's Snape, it's Snape, it's Snape, it's Snape. You know, the kids saying that the whole uh-huh. Snape is up to something. Snape is up to something. Oh, it's not Snape. It's some other thing. It's actually Voldemort. Uh-huh. And then they were like, it's Draco. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's not. And it's Voldemort again. Yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah. Um, And then in the third one, I was like, oh, no, this is different. Yes, it's very different. Voldemort doesn't come into play at all, which is great. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Chamber of Secrets, I like. I mean, this is just me, I guess, but it's very spooky. It's got a more horror inflected tone. Like, there's mm. kind of a body count. Like, there's yeah. there is that ticking clock of like people are being petrified and nobody yeah. knows what's causing it. And there's the creepy voice. Yeah, in the hall yeah, that part is walls. Cool. Yeah, and that mystery, like, freaked me out. And I'm like, mm. this is spooky and interesting. Yeah. But you're right that it's kind of the same general plot. Yeah. Oh, look, it's Voldemort came back again. That's where I was like, oh, really? Come on. Like, um, but yeah, what got me most hooked into the series was the third book. Okay. Yeah. That's my mom's favorite book. Yeah. But that's my fourth favorite. Book. That's your fourth. What's your first? My first is probably a weird one. Did you look at my list? I'm, I'm try. I can't read your You're handwriting. Trying. Okay, down. great. I want you to guess what it is. This is a different podcast on the back of this page. Okay. Oh yeah. That was good. All right. Um, no, I want you to guess what my favorite book is. Um, I will let you, not that you know this, but wait, hold on. Don't give me any clues. Okay. I'm just going off your personality. I, it's either five or six. It's actually neither of those. Wow. Okay. And it's different than my favorite movie. I don't know if you, mm. I've told you that. No, I don't know which one is your favorite movie. Okay. My fa- oh, okay. Wait, do you want another guess on my book? Uh, We're kind of running out of. Is it the fourth? It is. It's Goblet of Fire. Okay, that's the best. I was just going because Goblet of Fire is really fun. And I was like, Brennan likes dark stuff. Well, no, the thing and is. Five and six are dark. I, I like. Mean, seven is the darkest. Well, seven's my least favorite. Yeah. Because I was just because it, it, it does, it breaks the format. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of camping. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the whole introduction of the Deathly Hallows at the last second, I thought it was kind of just arbitrary and strange. But in what way? Where, how do you mean introduction at the last, like the, in, just in the last book? Or yeah, in the last book, it's like we're looking for these Horcruxes, but we're also, I guess, kind of looking for these Deathly Hallows. Yeah, and why do we care about them? And there's not really a reason for any of them. They, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like it doesn't really have a big impact on the plot. No, it's weird. And it, it's there's a that book is good and the battle sequence, which just takes up like half the book, is incredible. Yeah. But it's just too much. Yeah. I couldn't read that book again, I don't think. Yeah. But I go- could reread oh. Goblet of Fire. Go ahead. Yeah, Goblet of Fire is the book where the universe starts to expand a little yeah. more. You get to see yeah. the wizarding world outside of mm-hmm. Hogwarts. And it's also really funny. Yes. Like cause the tone's lighter. It turns dark right at the end when Cedric yeah, Diggory dies. Very, yes. And that leads into the darkness and war of the last three books. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the Goblet of Fire is a game. Yeah. It's they're trying to solve these riddles and yeah, everything. I like that stuff too, yeah. In the Triwizard Tournament. Yeah. And it's just really funny. The Weasleys the are starting their like wizard wheezes and they have the candies that turn like Neville into a canary. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's just, it's it's playful, and mm-hmm. it's um, kind of spooky sometimes, and it's got a big game element and all these new characters from new worlds. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That That is, I mean, that might be my, I don't know. I I, I have a thing about the third one um, just in terms of, because I'd given up on the series. I yeah. Like, oh, I get it. Every, every book it's just going to be Voldemort. Like, they're going to think it's something else, and then it's Voldemort again. And I'm like, ugh. Um, and then actually the way I read the third one, I was, I was doing a very cool theater piece. 
Okay. Um, at the high school, it's at my old high school, and I was doing my student teaching, and they needed me and some of the other guest artists to do this, where um, it was a walking tour as a theater. Okay. So you would uh, start like in the cafeteria, and they'd give you a Walkman and headphones, and it would tell you where to go. There were arrows like telling you where to go, and then there would be like a thing that would tell you like to keep walking okay you know, like to walk on so you're essentially taking like a guided tour through a high school at night Ooh. um and uh i was the physics teacher and so you would be walking around campus and then you'd come up through the science building and go into the physics classroom and i would be standing there and it was so boring okay and i was there forever like, oh i had i we did it in shifts and i took I had to take all the longest shifts because the other guys were like, oh, I can't be there that much. And uh, I was like, oh. So I was there like four or five hours at a time, I think. For Okay. The, and so I did it the first time and I was like going crazy because there was nothing there. I was in my old high school physics classroom and I was like, there's nothing to occupy my mind while there's, because it would be one person at a time would walk through the room and like spaced out by a couple minutes. Oh so, my God. And I wasn't allowed to talk to them. I could just look at them and like freak him out by looking at him and then I'd turn out the lights. It was cool. Was it scary? Uh, it was cool because the, the the way the physics teacher had done it, shout out to Dr. Lapp, um, he had had students, I think they could earn extra credit, they'd come in over like spring break and paint his classroom. Uh-huh. Very much like how old our old drama room was, the black yes. walls. Okay, so I stole that from him. Black walls and then they used white, a lot of white paint and glow in the dark paint. And it would be like, you know, there was a, draw like a painting of Albert Einstein's face and things like that and different equations. And uh-huh. so when you turned out the lights, it glowed in the dark and they had set up some black lights. So it really made it pop. So I'd turn out the lights and then, Ooh, and like I turned it out as the tape said, turn out the lights. So the people, were, what? And they uh-huh. didn't even know I was there sometimes that, that was kind of fun. But basically I was so bored the first day that I was like, I gotta bring a book. Uh-huh. So I brought Harry Potter I brought the third one. And I was like, eh, whatever, like not a big deal. And then I was, I mean, I was so engrossed. I was like, Whoa, Oh my God, this is so good. So, and then the me. tapes like turn off the lights and you're like, Oh, oh yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I got to do a thing. Um, yeah, I had it like hidden, you know, I had like a physics book out. So it looked like I was, Oh, doing that, cool. And then I had it hidden behind that or something. I can't remember. It's a long time ago, but yeah, that's how I got re- cool entered back into the series because i really had i'd given up i was like i get it it's cute but whatever <laughs> cool i'm glad you did yeah otherwise this episode would be real boring <laughs> yeah i'd be like yeah i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> hiffle poof <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah what were we talking about uh your favorite books oh yeah i think my favorite was goblet of fire yeah i'll just run through my list really quick because i made it because i was like trying to think of topics yep. number one goblet of fire okay number two the sorcerer's stone okay um, just because, you know, it's the first one. It's that introduction, mm-hmm. and it is fun. It's really good. Uh, number three, The Half-Blood Prince. Mm-hmm. Four, Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to stick. This is not set in stone. I just, like, thought of it. Five, Chamber of Secrets. Six, Order of the Phoenix, which I like the Hogwarts stuff in Order of the Phoenix, mm-hmm. but the first, like, 150 pages are a court case. Yeah. And him hanging out in Sirius Black's gross apartment. Yeah. And, or gross house, and it, it's just not interesting. Yeah. And then seven is Deathly Hallows. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Order of the Phoenix. Yeah, you're right. Like, there's big chunks of it that I'm just 
bored to tears by. But I, re- yeah, the stuff where he makes Dumbledore's army is kind of fun. Oh yeah, that stuff is incredible, and the Umbridge is such a just a wicked villain, and so yeah, interesting. Well, it's funny because my brother, while I was on vacation last week. I was describing a principal I had to work for, and he was like, oh, it's Dolores Umbridge. Yes. And I was like, oh, it is. Yeah, and I'm I'm really interested in characters like that who are very officious and banal, but mm-hmm. so evil. Yeah. And Imelda Staunton played her in the movie, and yes, she's so good. She's great. What's funny is I get her and the actress that plays the Weasley's mother julie walters i get them mixed up okay and so it's kind of fun like i'm always like wait which one played which um which which is which yeah uh yeah i think there's something magical about harry getting introduced to all of it and hogwarts and everything and getting to experience that it reminds me of like the candy room at in Willy Wonka's Willy factory, Wonka. yeah, like, yeah, it's a little like that. It's uh, it's very much like, oh my god, imagine if you could go there. Yeah, that's so cool. And now there's a place where you kind of can. Have you been to Harry Potter no, World Universal? No, I haven't. Okay, it's pretty cool. Might do. I might be doing that this summer. Okay. I I went last summer. Yeah, I guess, or maybe this fall. I don't remember. Okay, doesn't really matter. Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's pretty cool. It's not huge. In uh-huh. the California one, um, but it's all snowy, yeah. And you get butter beer and split it with someone because it is too sweet, but it's delicious. What isn't it? Just like um, it's like a butterscotch icy. Okay, but it's delicious. Is it okay? Good. But it's so much you can't finish one. Yeah, if you are past the age of like nine. <laughs> yeah, um, that's funny. Yeah, I I remember reading the books and being like, I want to try butter beer. Yeah, pumpkin juice. They have pumpkin juice. They do, but why? I don't know. I kind of want to try it just to know what it's like. Yeah. I I think it actually is what it claims to be, or it's at least pumpkin-flavored juice. Yeah. But I I didn't have any interest. Yeah. Butterbeer is where it's at, though. Yeah. And uh, they have a bunch of like little candies that are cool. Oh, cool. They have chocolate frogs and whatnot. <gasps> they don't actually hop away, do they? No. That would be cool. That would be cool. I mean, it would be really weird, but it would be cool. Yeah. I mean, you probably wouldn't get to eat them. <laughs> yeah. What, I mean, maybe this is not possible with chocolate, but remember those little plastic frogs where you could like press on their butts yeah. and they could pop? They should do that. They should. Just a little plastic tab on the back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be delicious. Yum. Um. Anyway. Plastic tabs are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Harry Potter World's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. It's a lot of shops. Is so, it really? But it's pretty immersive. Okay. And the ride is really fun. Oh, cool. There's and there's like a little like Buckbeak Hippogriff roller coaster like for kids. Okay. It's pretty cute. And there's I, a. I would probably like that one rather than the roller coaster. Well, no, the Harry Potter ride isn't like a roller coaster because Universal doesn't really do that. It's more like uh, Soarin' Over California at California Adventure. Like you're kind of hanging in something and there's like stuff projected onto a screen and you're kind oh. of like moving through it. Oh, it's it's more like an adventure ride, like an Indiana Jones. Okay, I can do that. Yeah, it's not a roller coaster. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, anyway, Harry Potter. <laughs> um, what else is there? I want to bring up something really quick. Do it, because I reread the books probably like a year or two ago. Yeah, and there was something that I noticed reading them as a grown up that I hadn't picked up before that I thought was interesting. Like most of the books are very much about 
the mass media and how it shapes people's perceptions of the world. Um, okay. Because, no, there's a lot of magazines and newspapers and things that you, people, like periodicals that take, that appear in the Harry Potter world. Oh, oh, okay. Have, so like the, yeah, go ahead. You have the Daily Prophet, yeah. which is the newspaper. You have the Quibbler, which is the newspaper that Rita Skeeter writes for. Mm-hmm. You have Looney Lovegood's dad's um, magazine, which is, oh, I forget. Maybe that's the Quibbler. Yeah. I confused them. Um, but does, you, Rita, what is, does Rita Skeeter not write for the Daily Prophet? I thought she did. Maybe she does. I thought she wrote for a magazine. Wow, I'm showing. I have. I need to reread them again. Good research, um, <laughs> And then, but there's a. I know what you mean. Yeah, there's just a bunch of different publications yeah. that form like really major arcs throughout the series. Right, and Harry gets on the wrong side of yeah. the media. Yeah, like um, Harry is a celebrity. Right. The second he walks in, because he's the boy who lived, he mm-hmm. survived Voldemort's onslaught of his family. Yeah. And we see the world through Harry's eyes. Yes. And his experiences, and we understand who he is and why he does the things that he does. Yep. But the groups in Hogwarts at large, what they think of Harry and what he does is based on what is written about him in all of these different publications and okay. all of the different ways that he is presented in yeah. newspapers and magazines and various things like that. Yeah. And that's a through line that from book one to book seven. Right. That I think is incredibly interesting. I don't know why it's such a massive important thing in the franchise. Yeah. But that's just something I, I noticed. Her, I'm I'm always curious about her influences and stuff. I think she's so, she's such a great writer. Um, and like, it's almost a shame that because she wrote this amazing kids book, like no one will take her seriously in uh-huh. other ways. But, um, she's one of my favorite writers. Uh, just the way she writes, the way uh-huh. you know the words she chooses. I'm always like, oh, so well said. It's so direct and perfect, but descriptive too. Um, Did you ever read The Casual Vacancy? I haven't. Okay. I want to. I. A lot of people are like, oh, it's boring. It's about like small town politics. Right. But I really enjoyed it and actually yeah. made me cry. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you read her other books that are not her? Cormoran Strike? Yeah. I've not read those, but my dad likes them. Yeah, they're really good. Okay, cool. I read the first one, The Cuckoo's. Cuckoo. Calling the cuckoo's calling, a uh, cuckoo's calling, the cuckoo's calling. I don't know. And I started Silkworm, which is the second one. Okay. Um, and I, it's been I've started it a bunch of times, and I'm like, I go to the page that I'm, you know, I finished on, and then I'm like, I don't know what's happening. And I <laughs> yeah, who are these the people? Beginning. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I was saying something before I got off on that tangent, but you like her writing and the words we're talking oh, about. Oh yeah. Thing um, and her yeah. I. I I think to, to I wonder what you know she there's that like the legend of how she came up with it was like he just appeared to her and it all just like spontaneously uh-huh. happened and I'm like okay that's nice but also no yeah like you put in work to do yeah, this yeah that and I hate that's a that's a pet peeve of mine when people tell a story like that and then it gets twisted and so it becomes this idea that like yeah she she just thought of it all on what in one day on the train and and that's how she wrote that book no she wrote and rewrote that book so a many lot times. yeah that's that's an intricate universe that yeah. she has created so she had the idea of this boy and then she came up with the world that he lived in or whatever it was but um 
I with the with the press thing with the media thing that's it's so amazing because I'm I'm always aware of that I took I took like one communications class in uh-huh. college and I'm always fascinated by it um, it comes up a lot with sports a lot um, okay um, like the media will be, be like these guys are this way oh, and then yeah. everybody's like yeah I hate them too and like they they it it just was a to, I watched the team I root for go from being everybody's favorite to everybody hates them and nothing changed. They're exactly the same because I watch every game. Uh-huh. They're exactly the same. But what was like, oh, they're, they're having so much fun became like they're so arrogant. And that didn't come from fans. It might have come from like, you know, the fans of other teams that were feeling uh-huh. bad because their team lost. But their media has perpetuated it and put it out there and just like – and it's it's just this weird thing where, um, you know, the media has so much control. And I became aware of it, like I said, in that uh, communications class in college. And I've never let go of that idea of like, wait, you're you're telling me this. How much of what you're saying is fact and how much is yeah. opinion and how much power media can have? And I mean, we've got this ridiculous thing going on in, in the world yep. with w- where it comes to the media. But. It's on every level. It's not just politics. It's everywhere. The fact that, you know, um, the we I had a thing in college. We, um, Allie McBeal. Do you remember that show? I'm aware of it. Okay. She's, she was a lawyer. Yeah. Portia de Rossi was there sometimes. Okay. So there was a season where Robert Downey Jr. was on it. Oh, cool. And that show was unusually musical. Cause, I like that. Uh, who else was on it? Jesse L. Martin. Is that the guy that was in Rent? No, maybe. Anyway, he was eventually unlawed. So they had all these people that could sing, Jane Grakowski or whatever her name is. Okay. So they would, for some reason, they'd end every episode with like singing. Okay. So I watched it this season that Robert Downey Jr. was on because I always loved him and I, and he was great on that show. Um, and we had this thing where we'd be watching that show. And then the moment that show ended, and it always ended in like a fun musical thing, the moment it ended, the news came on, and the, the first story on the news was never news. It was just a tragedy. Uh-huh. And I was like, why? Why? And that's not news. I don't need to know about that. That's not going to affect my life in any way. Mm-hmm. But that was lead story on the news because it would get people to watch. Because you'd be like, oh, no, what happened? You know, 15-car pileup or whatever, like bad things happen all the time that doesn't make it news but like that's the media they're they're not they're not trying to tell you what you need to know they're telling you what they think you want to know yeah or whatever so it's interesting with with the harry potter universe i never thought about it but i i noticed it that like his you know his like entire the public perception flip-flops all the time yeah yeah and the and the media has a big part with that that's interesting yeah yeah, that's just something I picked up on this most recent read, and I was like, mm, I never noticed that was there before, yeah. and it is very prevalent. Yeah. I'm trying to think how much of it is there in the first book. Um, Not as much. Right. Um, okay. Obviously, the Daily Prophet is mentioned and mm-hmm. becomes kind of its own character or starts that yeah. arc that it's doing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? I guess we should talk about the movies. Mm. We haven't okay. really talked about them that much yet. Okay. First of all, every British actor ever yeah. <laughs> is in those movies. Well, she she stipulated that they couldn't use American actors. Yeah, right? which is great. Yes. B- and it gave 
so many American kids a chance to learn about the great British actors. Yes. Like Emma Thompson. Yeah. Alan Rickman. Yeah. Uh, everyone. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, Alan Rickman passed away. Yes. And, you know, my students were all like, oh, it's so sad. And I want to be like, I mean, I know you're sad because Snape died. But yeah. You should really look at his other work because he's incredible in a lot of things. Yeah. And to me, he's not Snape. I mean, he's Snape and a bunch of other stuff. He's Love Actually. Yeah. And Galaxy Quest and Die Hard. Die Hard, yeah. Truly, Madly, Deeply. Mm-hmm. What else is that? My know, favorite moment of his ever is in, oh, is it Sense and Sensibility? Which Which is the Jane Austen movie that he's in with Kate Winslet and Emma Thompson. I think it's that sense and sensibility. Sense and sensibility. I get that and Pride and Prejudice mixed up. That's I don't fair. know how. <laughs> <laughs> because of the alliterative Jane Austen titles. <laughs> yeah. Um so uh there's a moment where he like I think he rescues Kate Winslet. He's like in kind of secretly in love with I believe it's Kate Winslet's character. Okay. And he like she's out in a rainstorm and he brings her home and she's hurt and he like brings her into the house and she she just looks at him and says thank you and without saying or doing almost anything everything changes and you can see how much it means to him I'm like oh my god that guy's a master oh yeah like oh it's the most subtle it's such a beautiful moment i bought that movie just for that moment it's yeah so good alan rickman's incredible yeah and i mean yeah obviously it's the kids are going to be sad because it's Snape and whatever, yeah. but that might lead them to his other stuff, which Hopefully, is great. Yeah. Like, and that that's how we view the world, too. Yeah. Like, we're watching, speaking of uh, Jane Austen, Becoming yeah. Jane, that movie, uh, where Anne Hathaway plays Jane Austen. Okay. It's not very good. Okay. But um, Maggie Smith plays the character that will eventually be an analog for Judy Dench's character in Pride and Prejudice. Like the old lady who lives in the manor who's like friends with Mr. Darcy. Okay. She's like a countess or something. I don't know Pride and Prejudice at all. Oh, okay. I need so to discover it. Wait, the, which Pride and Prejudice are you talking about? I'm talking about the Kira Knightley movie. Oh, okay. But there's an old lady character in Pride and Prejudice. Okay. Um, she, well, Becoming Jane is the story of how Jane Austen lived out Pride and Prejudice and then wrote it down because right. movies about authors are terrible. They're always that way. Yep. Um, but anyway, that character is played by Maggie Smith and everyone in my class when we watched it was like, it's Professor McGonagall. Yeah. And that's how we watch movies now. Yeah. Like I just watched Orca the Killer Whale. Of course. Which stars Richard Harris. Yeah. And we're just like, it's Dumbledore. It's the real Dumbledore. Number one. Number one. It's the good Dumbledore. I get, you don't like Michael Gambon? Oh my God. I hate him. I'm sorry. I hate him as, as Dumbledore. I like the little jingle bells in his beard. That's great. His performance is nothing like what the character's supposed to be. You're right. He's supposed to be. He's supposed to seem like a, like a. Oh, I forget the word, but like, kind of a, a spacey old man who's dotty. Dotty, yeah, like a dotty old man, and he's like, oh, you know, first before we start, I'd like to say some words, and then he just says random words. A nitwit blubber oddment tweak. Yeah. Like that stuff is that's Dumbledore. And then when Michael Gambon plays it, like what is it's supposed to be shocking how powerful he is. Like when Harry sees him like turn it on, uh-huh. you know, it's like, whoa, look how powerful he is. But 
Michael Gambon at every point is like, <laughs> like doing this crazy Shakespearean thing. And I'm, uh, I just, I'm so bored by it. It's not at all Dumbledore. There's no kindness. The like kindness that's, that's mm-hmm. supposed to be behind the eyes, like all that stuff is just not there. Richard Harris was so perfect. He I'll have to so rewatch good. those. He was so good. He really is Dumbledore. I mean, that, what is he, <laughs> when he takes the jelly bean at the end of the first one? It's like, oh, earwax. Mm. Earwax. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh that's, well. how, that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Such a perfect, I mean, one of the truly great actors of all time, Richard Harris. Not a lot of great works that he was involved with. I mean, Orca the Killer Whale was pretty fun. N- no. <laughs> he. W- I'm pretty sure he was drunk the entire time. And then yeah, we- that was his big thing. Was he uh-huh. was a, he's, he was one of those. Same with Robert Shaw. Mm. Ooh, oh, God, Jaws. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we f- I'm watching all the Jaws movies right now. I know. Now. This is like cross-podcast. Yeah. Um, well, because we watch Jaws for Scream 101, and mm-hmm. I'm watching the other ones for my own edification right. on, on my own. And um, Robert Shaw is such a cartoon character in Jaws. Yeah. It's so bizarre. I know. And it's one of those things where everybody's like, oh, he's so great. And I'm like, is he? Okay, good. Because I, I hear that so much, and I'm like, I'm not buying this character. It's so silly. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is, like the legend is that the actors didn't know what he was going to do next, which uh-huh. makes, I mean, there's an incredible amount of tension with him mm-hmm. in that movie, but yeah. Okay. We're way off topic, but anyway, um, but yes, another legendary yeah, Brit esteemed w- British actor. That was a famous drunk Richard Burton as well. Yes. Oh, speaking of, uh, actors in yeah. Harry Potter movies, obviously it started the careers of those three kids and kind yeah. of their general, environs mm-hmm. um have you f- like been keeping up with any of them like emma watson's been in a lot of stuff um dana radcliffe's been around i really love the choices that daniel radcliffe has oh my made. god yes he's he does everything the way that you should when you when you have a part like that and you now can do whatever you want as yeah, an artist he has the power of choice right now he's done broadway mm-hmm. how to succeed in business without really trying yeah he and i heard he was pretty good I heard that too, but I don't really, I haven't checked up on that. Yeah. He's an Equus. He was an Equus. Um, oh, I was just thinking of something else. Another movie. Oh my God. His episode of extras. Oh, is that the one where he talks about prophylactics? Yes. Yeah. He's like, I know how to use them. And he ends up like flipping one <laughs> yeah. behind him. Like, God, oh, he's so good. He's so funny in that. Uh huh. Like that's, that's real, like some real comedy chops. And I'm like, oh, he's another one that I'd like to see you know, get to do something a little more silly. He does the young doctor's notebook. That's yeah. With Netflix. John Hamm. That's really good. That's really disturbing, but really good. Um, um, not disturbing, but just like upsetting. Um, I'm fairly certain you haven't seen this, but he was just in Swiss army man. I want to, it's on my two watch list. It's so good. Yeah. It's crazy and gross and, yeah. um, inaccessible for people with any amount of proprietary. <laughs> Oh, like okay. who are like, oh my! Yeah, that's not gonna be me. But it's hilarious, and he is so good in it. Mm-hmm. It's maybe his best role. He's, he, I think he's a really talented guy, and it's fun to watch because he's really bad in the first couple of movies. Oh yeah, he was a child. He was a child, but he he's like, uh, it's almost like he has no control over his face at points. Like, <laughs> like as he's saying things, his eyes are blinking. I'm like, dude, what? 
take two, maybe take two. <laughs> but <laughs> I also probably heard, take seventeen. I also heard that at when he was younger, he was suffering from something. Oh, that I don't made know about it. That. Some of his fine motor skills were he had a hard time like tying his shoes and stuff. Oh, so I I'm like maybe that was why his acting is so strange. But like if you watch, he has big like. You know, he's like angry face looking at Uncle Vernon or whatever. And then all of a sudden his whole face will like kind of twitch. <laughs> like, oh my God, I need to rewatch the first movie. Now. <laughs> yeah. Um, he has a, he has a bunch of stuff like that where you're like, whoop, they, whoop, that, there's just a little bit uh-huh. at the end there. Um, but by the end, he was really good. Um, and I don't know if he got more training. I don't know what he did or if he just grew into it. And practice on the job. Yeah. He's so charming too. Oh yeah. He was in Horns, mm. which is like a kind of fantasy, sort of horror-esque movie. Yeah. Um, it is based on a book by Joe Hill, who's Stephen King's son. Um, okay. But it's basically kind of like this weird fantasy allegory about, like, he's just this guy, um, and he grows horns, and they kind yeah. of, like, bring out the sin in the people around him. Oh. And it's kind of like, is he the devil? <laughs> Um, or like has he somehow acquired the devil's powers or is it or like what's going on and there's Mm kind of like a murder mystery too oh cool um but it's i i really really liked that movie okay and he's awesome in it and very sexy in that movie oh (laughs) but um it's just really cool that's a very stylish movie that he was also really good in yeah i have a hard time because he's you know some actors you're not aware of how little they are oh yeah he is someone that I'm always aware of how small he is. Like he never looks, you know, some actors they are like my height, they're like five, seven, five, eight. Uh-huh. And they look six, two in every movie. Cause he, they're standing on stuff. Yeah. He always looks like he's like five, 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 six. <laughs> like he's a little, he's, I know he's not a very big guy, but he looks little. Maybe it's because that we've been watching him since he was a kid, but maybe everything I see him in, I'm like, he's so little. <laughs> oh, he's so little. Um, and Emma Watson, I really love her. I don't know how good an actor she is. I haven't. I seen can her. tell you, she's not a f- superb singer, right? Because I saw Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, um, but I really like her. She's so yeah. intelligent and so strong, and um, I like following her Twitter and stuff. She's really great. Yeah, I think it's interesting that all of a sudden, recently, she's kind of become a thing again. Yeah. Like she's starring in movies kind of marketed to teens. Yeah. And or like big popcorn audiences and I'm like, "Where have you been? It's been like 6 years." And now um, she's back. Yeah. I mean, I think she was focusing on other stuff. School. Yeah. School and like causes, you know, she's Oh yeah, for sure. The UN, right? She's involved with that, I Something believe. Like that. And and just a lot of like um feminist causes and things like that and then i think she was like well a good way to be more important is to be more famous that's true so i just wonder uh, she's she's another one she's so charming i'm like ugh. every time i see her interviewed i'm like i want to hang out with you she's so cool yeah and then uh and there's rupert grint i know he was in another movie one time and i never saw it yeah i couldn't even tell you what it is but he hasn't done much, and I wonder if he wants to. Yeah, I don't know. Because that happens sometimes. People are like, oh, look at that. It didn't work out for them. But maybe he didn't want to be an actor anymore. Yeah, because he was a kid. You don't. Yeah. What you want to do when you're a kid is not the same as what you want to do when you grow up. Yeah. Like the kid from The Shining is like a math teacher now. Oh, is he? 
Like he's not an actor, and nor does he want to be. Oh, he's yeah. in like. Uh, hold on. There's just a lot of uh, weird things. Sorry, he's in this TV show called Snatch, which I might be based on. Oh, hold on. A group of up-and-coming hustlers who stumble yes. upon a truckload of stolen gold bullion are suddenly thrust into the high-stakes world of organized crime. Yeah, that's that sounds fun. Yeah, and that's that's streaming on like Crackle or something. I have that. Oh, yeah. Well, he's there. That's free. Cool. Well, that's what he's up to, I guess. Okay. Well, I will watch that because that's my kind of stuff. Cool. And uh, I saw what? Go ahead. I saw Tom Felton who played Draco. <laughs> he was in a Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Okay. He was also on The Flash. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Cool. He Good was, for him. and and what was cool is he plays. When it starts, he was playing kind of a bit. He's. I was like, oh, he's Malfoy again. Uh huh. He's like rivals Barry Allen. Oh yeah. They like do the same thing, and he's like, I'm on you mean you. Barry Potter? <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, uh, but then he, uh, he was really good. Um, yeah, he's, yeah. I lo- he's another one. Every time you hear him interviewed, it's like, oh, what a charmer. Oh yeah. They're all really nice kids. Yeah. And then yeah. like, uh, Matthew Lewis who played Neville is super hot now. Yeah. Now here's what I don't understand. Did they, did they do stuff to him when he was in the later movies to make him not look that good? Like, is he wearing false teeth? He's probably wearing false teeth. Okay. I think he was chubby as a baby. Yeah, he was chubby like, as a kid. Kids are like that. But like in the last movie, he's like tall and skinny. Yeah, and like... But he doesn't look the way he does now. No, I mean, he had more time to like do sit-ups or whatever. I I, I don't think he was quite... He was transitioning Okay. in that last movie, I think. Yeah. I don't... Like he was still kind of awkward and gangly. But I just I wonder if they were like, hey, uh, Neville can't be this handsome, so let's let's make him let's goofball him up a little bit. Yeah, put some like freckles on his face or I something. I love Neville. Oh yeah, he's adorable. I love Neville. What a great character. And I I love that like there's that thing where you know the prophecy could have been about Neville, but because, oh yeah, 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 because Voldemort thinks it's about Harry. He it is about Harry. Yeah. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. But like the fact that if you watch the, watch the movies or read the books with that in mind, it is also the story of Neville, you know, like Neville plays he heavily a huge in, arc in everything. And like, he's, he's Harry without the courage, mm-hmm. you know, like, or whatever it is. Like he, it, it's just interesting without the publicity. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're totally right. Um, what else is there? I th- we should start to wrap up a little bit. Okay, we're at about an hour right now. Okay. Um, but do you want to hear my ranking of the movies? Sure. Starting at number eight at the bottom. Okay. Because there are eight movies. Mm-hmm. Deathly Hallows Part One. Because that's just all the boring parts of Deathly Hallows. Yeah. The number seven is the Chamber of Secrets movie, and number six is Sorcerer's Stone. Just because I think those movies just as movies make no sense yeah chris columbus didn't do a great job yeah they just try to cram as much of the book's plot in there as possible Mm -hmm. and it's just like it's overstuffed and it skips around and the effects are awesome and it's like still a cool introduction to the world but they're just really confused oh that's funny because i i i never paid attention to how how it would be to watch that movie without watching reading the books oh yeah because everyone's read the books yeah but if you haven't 
I, that's what I was trying. I recently rewatched the movies too, mm-hmm. and I was trying to imagine watching them without having read anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this makes no sense. <laughs> it just skips around like crazy. Yeah. And then number five, Deathly Hallows Part Two, just because that story doesn't interest me quite as much, but mm-hmm. it's a good battle and yeah. cool. Four is Goblet of Fire, which just got kind of screwed with. Like it got really pared down. Yeah. And um, three is Prisoner of Azkaban, which is. Directed by Alfonso Cuaron, who's awesome. The guy yeah. who did Gravity. Yeah. And uh, Itu Mama Tambien. And he's just good. And he he took everything that Chris Columbus did mm-hmm. and just re-sculpted it. Yeah. Literally, like, Hogwarts looks completely different. Mm-hmm. And that's how it looks for the rest of the series because yeah. he just redefined yeah. how magical it is. Yeah. And dark. Yeah, definitely. He brought a darkness to it, which is needed in that book. That's where uh-huh. it really gets dark. Yeah, but it's still like fantastical mm-hmm. and interesting, but it's just got these like swooping curves that are so interesting and mm-hmm. it's all the snow and three star. It's awesome. That's a good movie. Yeah. And number two is Order of the Phoenix. Just because I really liked that movie this time watching it. Hmm. Um, it's the longest book, but the shortest movie. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> and um, I just found it really fun. Yeah. And then number one is the Half-Blood Prince, hmm. which I genuinely think the Half-Blood, I, out the Half-Blood Prince is the only Harry Potter movie that I think is an actual like masterpiece. No, oh. almost at least. I haven't watched that one in a long time. I really like it. Mm-hmm. It's got this beautiful autumnal color scheme, mm-hmm. but it's 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 Hogwarts inside of this bubble, um, because the war that happens that comes to fruition in Deathly Hallows is brewing outside. Yeah. Like when they visit the borough, that's when Bellatrix Lestrange attacks. And oh yeah. Yeah. And the opening scene is like a uh, death eater is like destroying this bridge in London and just all these mm-hmm. terrible, really dark things are happening. Right. But inside Hogwarts, it's American pie. Mm-hmm. Cause they're all going through puberty and they're all making out with each other and they're all oh, yeah. like learning about romance and all this stuff. And it's really funny, but like that lightness was that the, the half blood. Yeah, it is. Oh, I'm so confused. I I haven't. I need to revisit all of this now. Mm-hmm. I thought that was Order of the Phoenix. No, Order of the Phoenix that has Professor Umbridge and he's doing Dumbledore's army to like get around right. the Ministry. Does like, he kiss Cho Chang in that one? I he think does. so. He does. But like he is. That's the one where it starts to brew. Like I think that's the one where he starts. No, I think he gets a crush on Ginny and Half-Blood Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, but Half-Blood Prince is like Ron's making out with Lavender oh, all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Hermione's kind of weird about it. Mm-hmm. And just like there's all this teen drama. Yeah. Because they're 16. Mm-hmm. And that's what 16-year-olds do. Yeah. But they're doing it in this little bubble in this world that just is falling apart. Yeah. And it's so interesting and it's hmm. so beautiful. Hmm. It's a great movie. Okay, I'm gonna have to watch that one again. Yeah, there's a shot. Um the the spider's funeral Aragog. Oh yeah. Um there's a shot where you're standing there with Hagrid and Slughorn and there's just this like beautiful orange sky behind them. Mm-hmm. It's so pretty. <laughs> that movie's awesome. So uh when I went to London and it was like this is like almost fourteen years ago, I think. Okay. Um we saw it was on a field trip with students and other drama teachers and they we saw 
I don't know, seven plays in eight nights or eight plays in Whoa. seven nights or something crazy. All these, but none of it was like West End. Like, so they were off West End. Yeah, it was one of them was in the West End, and that was um, New Dumbledore. It was Michael Gambon was in it. Oh, okay, so it was uh, great. Yeah, well, okay, it was it was Samuel Beckett's play. Um, was it Endgame? I want to say Endgame. It's not not my favorite play. Um, and I so I saw New Dumbledore. I saw slug slughorn slug slughorn. Yes. Uh, saw, sorry. Uh, shoot. What's his name? Um, Professor Slughorn. Slugworth is from. Yeah. Charlie from Harry, Whoa. <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> um, yeah. So I saw him. That actor, uh, whose name is suddenly escaping me, but I know it. I'll look it up because as the exact same things happening to me. Um. So I saw him in the Pillow Man, which is the best play I've ever seen in my life. Um, Great. And what else? We saw Dame Judy in something. She's not in Harry Potter at all, is she? Judy no, Dutch. she's not. She's like, oh, I'm already yeah. famous. And well, uh, every, never, I saw uh, Stephen Ray in, in, oh my God, the worst casting I've ever seen. <laughs> Stephen Ray, if you know who he is, do you know who he is? I don't. He was in The Crying Game. Okay. If you ever see him in a movie... He has one of those faces that just does nothing. Oh. But, like, it's very interesting in a movie because okay. nothing's happening, but, like, you can, you know, there's something under the surface. Uh huh. That does not play well on stage. No, it does not. And it especially doesn't play well when you're playing Cyrano de Bergerac, Ooh. who's supposed to be, like, this flamboyant, out, like, kind of captivating uh-huh. character. Some of the worst cast, like, one, I mean, he wasn't bad. The acting wasn't bad. Uh-huh. He just didn't play the character. That's fair. He was like very sad, like mopey Cyrano. It's like, oh. it was bad. Anyway. And Slughorn was Jim Broadbent. Thank you, Jim Broadbent. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what else? Fantastic Beasts. Oh, and there was the another Harry Potter movie. one. Oh, sorry, what? Uh, 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 David Tennant. I oh, saw yeah. In the Pillow Man. Oh, yeah, he was uh, Barty Crouch Jr. Yeah. I forget about that. Yeah, so that, that was great. That would have been yeah. Good play. So he, yeah, he played him and Jim Broadbent played opposite each other, Ooh. and uh, this just happens in England. Yeah, and well, he wasn't the doctor a cat yet. and hit someone who was in Harry Potter. Yeah, well, he wasn't he wasn't the doctor yet when I saw him. Oh, okay, and so I don't uh, was this Chloe Wong before your time? Anyway, I had a student that was really obsessed with. I'm aware of her. Yeah, obsessed with Doctor Who, and especially obsessed with David Tennant. She was talking about David Tennant all the time. And then I was like, who's David Tennant? She's like, he's the doctor. I was like, yeah, but what else? And she's like, oh, he played Barty Crouch in, in Harry Potter. In Harry Potter. And I was like, oh, I saw that guy in a play. <laughs> she was like, what? I was like, yeah, I even ran into him in the hallway before the show. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, Aww. oh, yeah, no big deal. Whatever. I'm just Dave being cool. But also now I'm obsessed with David Tennant. He's really great. Oh, yeah, he's awesome. He's really bad in that movie. That was not not great. Eh. That they movie was great. Yeah, they that that oh boy, there's so many things going on in that movie or in that book and they had to skip so much of it. Uh-huh. Honestly, most of the movies I'm not a huge fan of. Yeah. Just because of they have to skip around cuz they're they they don't want to be 4 hours long. They're not they, Peter Jackson movies. They the biggest problem they have with that movie is they include a part from the book that doesn't directly lead to anything. Um it's the part where like Harry runs into Barty Crouch and he's like Oh, like in the forest. Yeah. And he's rambling and like uh-huh. not making any sense. And then 
I can't remember. But that scene doesn't lead to anything. But they cut the rest of the, like, the conclusion of that part? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's weird. Like, he just sees him, and it's all weird, and then that part never gets explained at the end. That's annoying. When Barty Crouch is like, here's all the things I did, and one of them was, you know, putting the, whatever he does to his dad. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, Fantastic Beasts. Fantastic Beasts. That's the newest one that came yeah. out. Yeah. It's going to be like a long, long, long franchise. Yeah. But who, who showed up at the end? Who's this big Grindelwald? Zip? Yeah, and it's who playing Grindelwald? I can't remember. Uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. That's right. Okay. Which is like whatever. It's it's Mordecai but blonde. <laughs> oh. But um. Anyway, the rest of the movie was great. Yeah, I really liked that. I think we own it now. I think it was one of those things where I wanted to watch it and I didn't want to rent. I, it wasn't available to rent. So I was like, oh. hey, I'm going to buy it and hope okay. I like it. Yeah. Um, it was really fun. The one, I mean, like it was the, the like villain was kind of weird. Is that Colin? Well, there was like the weird, like monster that was attacking. That was like the, the magic of someone who was repressing it or something. And oh yeah. That, I had to watch that it whole situation was strange. Yeah. But the rest of the movie was fun. And, um, oh, what was I going to say? Eddie Redmayne? Yeah. Can we talk great. about that guy's freaking range? <laughs> Jesus. He, like, he's so, like, nebbish in this movie and, like, yeah. twitchy, which is always fun. Yeah. He w- he. I loved the character that he created. Um, I just, I, I, uh, truly a great Hufflepuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like us. Um, yeah. He, yeah, God, that guy is good. That guy is really good. Other than I, I've heard he's not very good in the Jupiter Rising movie. Oh, well, that movie's that. crazy. Yeah, I heard he's really bad. But I think he was at least like making choices. Yeah, guy makes some. That's choices. what he does. Um, the yeah. fact. Well, pff, okay, let's look at his career. Les Mis mm-hmm. sings like an angel. He does, and then he's. Uh, amazing as uh, as um, Stephen Hawking. Thank you. You're God. welcome. The theory of everything. Yeah, he's so good in that. And then amazing in the Danish Girl. Oh as yeah, a totally different thing. Uh huh. Would. <sighs> and I don't feel like it's like there's this thing like I don't know. You're too young to remember, but. Like, for a while there, Robert De Niro, everybody was like, look at how he transforms himself. Oh, yeah. Because he gains all this weight, and then he shaves his head, and he, look at how different he looks in every movie. Um, and then, like, Cape Fear, he got all ripped. Yeah. And that was like, whoa. Uh, which, I'm never impressed by that stuff. Like, that's fine if that's what you need to play the character. But, like, Eddie Renmain is completely inhabits these people compl- in such a physical way. That I I, lo- I really I really like actors that are like physical. Uh-huh. You know, they take on a totally different posture and everything. But it doesn't. It's not like a very. It's not. Remember <laughs> the method thing. Oh yeah. It's not that. It's not like look at me. Look how method I am. Look how look at all this training I got. Look at all this or whatever I did. It's just like he just is the character and he's so good. Damn, that guy is good. Yeah, and he he has some good people to play off too. Like the the Muggle character of Kowalski was really funny. Is that yes, Dan? Yes, Dan Simmons. Fogler. Oh, Fogler. Yeah, yeah. The original Magic Foot in. Oh, really? In twenty fifth annual yeah. Putnam County Spelling Bee. Yeah, 
that's such a good show. Yeah, he's really he's really good in every. He's even good in that awful Balls of Fury movie. Oh yeah, he's so funny. He's funny on the Goldbergs. He's great. That guy's that guy's really funny. Yeah, and there are new characters that I'm actually interested in following, mm-hmm. like yeah. um, the Queenie, who's kind of like the Marilyn Monroe character, is mm-hmm. pretty good. The main girl's fine. That's Catherine Waterston, who they're Hollywood's kind of trying to make happen because she was the lead in Alien Covenant. She's been in other stuff, but she looks exactly like someone else. Doesn't she look exactly like Brie Larson? Mm, I don't think so. Mm. She looks like her dad, Sam Waterston. <laughs> what? Now I need to look up who we're talking about. Yeah, Catherine with a K, and it's Sam Waterston's daughter. But Sam Waterston. Ooh, I just put my mouth right on the microphone. That was weird. <laughs> Delicious. Yum. Like Augustus Gloop. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that really bugged me about Fantastic Beasts, though, was the new American term for muggles, like nomads. Which, first of all, is impossible to say. Nomads. And also, it's so dumb. Yeah. Like, just leave it muggles. I know it's funny that Americans say different things, but there was a lazy day that she came up with that one. Yeah. No, she, I I get her, that's who I was thinking of. Oh, she yeah. She looks like Brie Larson to me. Is oh, that yeah, right, a little Brie bit. Larson? Yeah, um, from Room. Yeah. And United States of Terra. Brie Larson. I get Brie Larson and Allison Brie's names mixed up, too. Me, too. Come on. Same face. Okay, fine. Same face. Fine. Um, did you read The Cursed Child, the play? No. Okay. It was okay. I own it, I believe, somewhere. I read it. I remember almost nothing about it. Yeah. Except that Draco's son, that character, mm-hmm. really fun. Oh, is he? Yeah. He's okay. awesome. Uh, it, okay. Um, The Cursed Child is the only evidence that there are people in Slytherin who aren't going to murder you. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Macy Chan. The the great Macy Chan, uh-huh. um, who is my former student and was the what my assistant director for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when you were oh yeah, um, she uh, came in and spoke to my class this past year and she had just come back from London. She went to London. Oh, to see cool! It. And I was like, so how was it? She was like, really disappointing. Oh, <laughs> she was like, it played like fan fiction. It kind of is. Yeah, but it's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. Uh, what was, I mean, there's, uh, they did a thing where it was like some sort of fundraiser or, you know, a charity thing and famous people would write, I guess something on the back of a postcard and JK Rowling did a little thing where it's, um, Harry's dad and Sirius Black. And yeah. The, the Marauders. Yeah. Something like that. Uh huh. And like, there's a, the flying motorcycle gets introduced right there, but it's just a cliffhanger. I'm like, please, please give us like the adventures of Sirius. Yeah. And, uh, and James, uh, James, thank you. All them in back in Hogwarts. Like, I don't want any of the weird Snape stuff. I don't want, (sighs) I don't want teenage Snape, but like the adventures that they got into, I would read those just little short ones, just short books. Just write some short books, JK. Simmons. (laughs) Simmons. <laughs> Just kidding, rolling. Yeah. Anyway, okay, we should probably stop because um our first episode just came out and people were listening to it and my parents were like, It's so long. Yeah. Well, I was like, Well, it was fun. And everyone listened. Yeah. So you're welcome. Yeah. It's a it's a podcast. They're supposed to be long. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You don't have to listen to it all at once. Yeah. You don't have to binge it. No. But anyway, we probably should 
yeah. wind down. Okay. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Cast Party Pod. Yeah. You can find us on Facebook at Cast Party Podcast. Um, you can email us at castpartypod at gmail.com. We are a proud member of the Pod People Podcast Network, and our theme song is Good Day by Tally Hall off the album Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum, mm-hmm. which is what I say before I go on stage as a warm-up. <laughs> Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum. Marvin's Marvelous, Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical. Mar- I already screwed it up. It's very difficult, Yeah, but it's an awesome song, and they're so yeah. nice for letting us use it. Yeah. Thanks, and, Tally Hall. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember your sign-off now? Hey, man. Don't poop your pants. Yeah. (laughs) Bye, everybody. See you in two weeks. (laughs) This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And we're the co-hosts of Scream 101. Which is? Your premier podcast for horror movie reviews. Tell me more. Every month, we watch four horror movies based around a certain theme, like vampires, aquatic horror, 70s proto-slashers, just different genres. Okay. I'm a huge horror nerd. He is. Sergio is not so much. Everything you tell me goes in one ear and out the other. But he's a very nice young man, and he's willing to come along this journey with me, and we can give you our two different perspectives and hopefully a couple laughs along the way. That's the dream or the plan. Come with us on this journey of joy. On this never-ending tale. On this season of Scream 101. Find us on podpeople.me. Okay, could you keep talking for a second? What? Oh, talk. I'm talking. It's always... No, you were going to say something anyway, so tell me what you were going to say. Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh, I had it in my headphones, and that was fun to listen to. Okay. Like, my voice was on the right side or something. (sighs) Do you want to, like prep a little bit or do you want to just dive into it and see what happens prep in what way i don't know okay so i guess that's <laughs> not gonna happen you're welcome for offering an olive branch um why is my tv light blinking that's bizarre it's watching you. Yeah. it's just still turning off <laughs>